We thought that would be an appropriate music bump. Deep Purple wrote that song, recorded it, Smoke on the Water, when the Montreux Casino burned down in Switzerland in 1971. We don't have smoke on the water, but boy, we've got it in the air. There's no doubt about it. This is 720 WGN. I'm Lisa Dent. Tom Skilling from WGN-TV is with us. It's brought to you by Permaseal Basement Systems. Tom, I don't think that people know the first time I actually had a chance to say hello to you in person was on Saturday at the Pride Parade. It was great. It was so nice meeting you. You know, we were ready to kick off at the time you and I saw each other, so we didn't have near enough time to chat. But was it fun to see you? I I never met you face-to-face before, so uh, that was a lot of fun. And it was a great parade. Everybody is so welcoming there, all ages. uh, You know, it's just really an interesting gathering. Yeah, just, I mean, when you have a million people in Chicago and you don't have any incidences of violence or people harming each other, that speaks volumes. And it was just a beautiful day. And thank God we didn't have the smoke that we have today. It's crazy. Boy, this really is interesting. Uh, You know, this is a continuing byproduct of all those fires burning in Canada. It's interesting, Lisa, they now say that 29,000 square miles have burned in Canada Authorities there say that's more than the combined area burned by this point in the season in 2016, 2019, 2020, and 22 combined. 2022 combined. That's an area larger than the size of any of these states Maryland, Hawaii, Massachusetts, uh, Vermont, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Connecticut, Delaware, or Rhode Island. And they figure 140 million tons of carbon has been put into the air by these fires that continue to burn. NASA reported yesterday that the uh, smoke cloud has made it all the way over to Europe. Now, the difference there is it comes in at high altitudes. Here, we've actually mixed it down to the ground so you can smell it. And uh, visibility is the best measure of where we're at. Uh, Here it is, the afternoon hours. We've got visibilities down to one to three miles across the area, which is, I can't remember uh, any instance in which that's happened at this time of the day. It's it's pretty amazing. Uh, and, of course, folks write and say, what should we do about it? Well, you know, we have to breathe this air. I was reading uh, what the CDC says about it, and they just tell folks, if you're sensitive to this, try and stay inside, filter the air inside the best you can. But, you know, the fact of the matter is it's air. We've got to breathe it. And, uh, you know, we're not going to completely clean this out. So uh, uh, it's it's really quite a situation. And we'll probably have smoke in the air into tomorrow, though uh, the modeling suggests it may thin out a bit. We're trying to get the sun through this uh, smoke and haze, but it's it's clear it's having a problem doing that. Yeah, it's just... Unbelievable. We thought we saw it all when it hit New York and we were spared, but I feel like we are certainly in the thick of it today. And Tom, every year at this time, I go up to the boundary waters of Canada and I leave on Saturday. And usually that's the freshest air and the cleanest water. And I'm looking at their air quality. Oh, my God, we're right there on the border of Canada. It's even worse. Yeah, it really is. It's covering a huge swath of the Midwest. And the lower 48. It, it's pretty amazing. You know, the um, air quality index we look at uh, has different categories of uh, uh, cleanliness of the air or its unhealthful qualities. We're now in the unhealthful range. We're beyond the range where it's just unhealthful for sensitive folks. They just 
categorize that the Illinois EPA does is unhelpful. So it's quite a situation. And it's, uh, you know, a byproduct of unusual dryness and unusual warmth up to the north. And upper winds that tend to steer this down in our direction. I can't imagine what Canada is dealing with or is the wind pulling it out of there because I read they still have 500 wildfires burning. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. And somebody on social media raised an interesting question for which I don't have an answer. You know, we see fire retardants spread on these fires. And somebody was asking, what are the health consequences of that? Well, there are some. If you go on the Internet and search uh, from credible scientific agencies, they'll tell you what the, uh, yeah, you know, these are not things you play around with, these fire right. retardants. But um, how far they carry, I don't know. I don't know that a study's been done on that. If it has, I haven't seen it. So I don't know whether we're getting that with this smoke or not. You would kind of presume maybe we are to some extent. But, uh, boy, the smoke is uh, is bad enough, that's for sure. So you think it's going to be around for a day or two more, or could it be longer? Yeah, yeah, I, I do think that. Um, what You know, we get modeling that's done by the National Weather Service, which is really amazing. These, these same models that we look at for uh, weather forecasting, they produce uh, wind field uh, forecasts, all levels of the atmosphere. And this stuff comes in at different levels at different speeds. Uh, so by forecasting the winds, uh, they're able to forecast how the smoke will disseminate, where it's going. And, you know, we have an added problem here in Chicago, and that is um, every day we bring a lake breeze in. And studies, this is a cool dome of air that sits out over the lake. We all know what it does. It cools the lakefront. It's kind of nice. It air conditions us. But um, it's, studies have shown that this, uh, this cool air dome is about 2,000 feet deep. And what it does when it comes in, it creates a temperature inversion, which means instead of the temperatures falling with height, they actually either stay steady or rise. And that traps the pollutants in this 2,000-foot-deep layer of air. And so that makes it harder to mix out this smoke, uh, you know, and other pollutants that develop uh, in these stagnant air masses. So uh, that's an issue. We'll continue to have that. But um, what also is developing is that hot dome down in Texas and Arizona and New Mexico, that thing is going to spread north. We're expecting 100-degree temperatures to reach St. Louis and downstate Illinois by Thursday and Friday. And while we won't get that hot here, what will happen is a jet stream will develop around its northern fringe. And we've been watching what happens when that takes place with these tornado and thunderstorm outbreaks that have occurred in pockets. Now, it won't be continuous, but Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we could get some clusters of active thunderstorms, which would beneficially bring us some more rain. But you worry that some of them may have some severe weather, too. So we'll have to watch that, that period Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They won't be all-day rains. They'll okay. come in clusters, and they'll be separated by rain-free periods. But uh, we could have some more rain on the way. Tom Skilling is with us. We'll talk more about that heat dome and the ring of fire and the visibility, which is certainly uh, down to levels we haven't seen during daytime hours in this area. First, Mary's got to check on the current temps and traffic. That's a good. You're going to hear it discussed. Um, when you get a dome of hot air, what happens, Lisa, is the winds that steer weather systems blow around the periphery of it in a clockwise manner. 
So uh, what happens is these little impulses in the jet stream around the periphery of these hot air domes develop thunderstorm clusters, and they tend to migrate around the edge of this thing, and they fire from time to time. So um, we call these uh, rotating clusters of thunderstorms part of a ring of fire pattern, because if you sit and look at a satellite image or animation, you see these things rotating in clockwise fashion around the hot air dome. So as the expanse of this hot air dome comes farther north, we start getting under the storm-producing jet stream uh, on its northern flank, and it will be interesting to see what that means for us. I, I was just averaging across, oh gosh, a couple of dozen uh, computer models they got rains anywhere from four-tenths of an inch to as much as locally two inches possible total uh, between Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So we'll see what we get out of that. We had the wettest weekend we've had at any point this year this past weekend. It was also the warmest weekend this past weekend. Um, but it looks like um, we may get some more rain out of this, which is needed because we're yeah. still very much out. And and will the rain wash away the smoke? I mean, that's not the correct term, but will it help clear the skies? Oh, no, it is a correct term. Uh, what it does is uh, thunderstorms get the air mixing. And so you, uh, you know, you, you produce, uh, you kind of spread these pollutants out and smoke out and d- diffuse it. And you precipitate some of it out uh, with the rain. So hopefully... That mixing of air that will occur will uh, will help kind of at least mix out some of this smoke. Uh, that would be a beneficial aspect of it. That's for sure. Mm. Tom Skilling is with us, and boy, it was hot at that parade on Saturday. Tom, uh, it was it was so lovely to see you, and I was running to catch up with your float, and then I got back, and the rain had stopped, and it was like, holy smokes, it's hot out here. <laughs> I can't imagine you know, what I'm they're talking- dealing with in Texas. Oh, I, it it must be awful. I, you know, it's pushed their electrical grid to the edge because everyone is running air conditioners down there. And, uh, yeah, uh, fortunately, we've not had anything close to that this year. We've had uh, five 90-degree days at O'Hare, and that's about normal by this time in the season. Um, but I'll tell you, next week we could get some of that heat in here. The early indications are we'll have some hot, humid days coming next week in the wake of these uh, late-week rains. So we'll see how that works out. But uh, you're right. I mean, you know, we've been very lucky, and these lake breezes uh, have kind of air-conditioned the city. So we've saved some money on air conditioning around here. Um, I'm wondering what they do when they have to possibly do rolling blackouts or manage the electrical grid in Texas where they're seeing temperatures of 110, 112, 113 when people use electric vehicles. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, it's interesting. I've, I've asked people about that. And, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of work going on that. Argonne National Labs is doing a lot of research on speeding up the recharging that goes on with these vehicles. Also, um, uh, recycling the materials in batteries and also looking for domestic supplies of like the lithium and so forth that goes in these batteries. Uh, and this is all being worked on. Uh, and also putting in these uh, charging stations that will be necessary. They, they've got a model they run over there, Lisa, that looks at every neighborhood across the entire country so they can figure out where to put these uh, recharging stations and all. But the grid uh, will handle that. Um, you know, there's no question, and these utilities uh, comment locally. They know they've got, uh, you know, this kind of demand coming at all. So 
there's a lot of attention being paid to that uh, so that, you know, we make this transition to more electric vehicles, which, you know, seems to be the way we're going. Uh, has the smoke today bothered you, Tom? Like, I feel like there, I, I feel like, you know, like I've been around people who have been smoking cigarettes. You know, back in the day when you'd go into a bar and everyone was smoking and then you could feel like that thickness on the back of your throat. Yeah. That's what I feel today. You know, Lisa, I'm so far so good. However, I, I've had a lot of people write me on, you know, Facebook, social media and say, you know, I'm coughing, I'm wheezing. I, I just don't feel well. I think it affects us at levels that we don't even realize sometimes, you know. Yeah. Uh, this can't be good for us. It'd be a lot better breathing that beautiful fresh air you talk about up in the Boundary Waters area yeah. much of the time. Yeah, Yeah, I just I can't believe out of, you know, every year we go up there and I just looked at their their levels because, you know, WGN Radio has all of the air quality levels listed on the front page of our website. And I'm like, holy smokes, I'm going right into the thick of it. Uh, But, Tom, you said in case someone just got in the car, just tuned in, that visibility really tells the story. So give us some of those local visibilities again. Well, you know, this is interesting. Three quarters of a mile at Kenosha, one mile at Sugar Grove, one and a quarter miles visibility at Waukegan and Wheeling, one and a half miles at O'Hare, at Valparaiso and Romeoville, and one and three quarter mile visibilities at uh, Midway, Rockford, and Rochelle, just as a sampling. And then if you look at the air quality uh, kicked out by EPA, you know, there, there are a lot of unhelpful air quality reports all through the area. And these go west to Rockford, south to Peoria. They cover a broad area of the Midwest uh, and up through Wisconsin and so forth. So, you know, that's pretty extraordinary to have visibilities cut to that extent uh, here as we move through the afternoon. Yeah, and you said so places like St. Louis might see 100 degrees, maybe western Illinois. It's not going to get that hot where we are. Uh, Any relief for the farmers and any kind of steady rain in the next 10 days? Well, that's where this is going to be interesting. You know, it's a devil in summer to get widespread general coverage rains. Even the rain we had over the weekend, even though it was pretty widespread, if you went south uh, down toward Kankakee or Cold City or down toward Rensselaer, you know, they got a lot less rain than we got up here in the, the metro area. The thinking is, Lisa, somewhere between four-tenths of an inch to locally up to two inches, you get a wide spread in rainfalls, uh, might be kind of the target zone for rainfall now. That would not break the drought, but, uh, you know, at this point, we'll take what we can get. And, of course, we're getting to a critical pollination stage on some of the crops in the weeks ahead. So, you know, that's that's good. We yeah. need We need that rain. Yeah, I know the Kleinfelter farm, um, their distant relatives, they got two inches over the weekend. They're out by Kirkland, but our farm is in western Illinois. We got two tenths. We've only had two tenths of an inch of rain yep. in a month, and some of the corn out here is already starting to tassel, and it's not its not supposed to happen like that. So That's not good. No, I, no. I've had uh, farmers writing and, and saying, you know, the, the leaves are curling, and that's yeah. a sign these uh, are under moisture stress. So we got to we got to get some rain going here. Uh, let's hope we get something out of this ring of fire pattern. I think we will. Question is who gets it and when does it come in? I think that the timing will be critical on this and and be something we're better able to do as we get closer to the individual thunderstorm clusters. So what are we looking at for the next couple of days? Well, I think hazy sunshine will 
quite a mix with the clouds this afternoon. We'll have a high around 80 inland. Uh, it'll be cooler, mid-60s to low-70s at the lakefront. Tomorrow, again, some hazy sun mixed the uh, cottony cumulus clouds. Might be an isolated shower thunderstorm, but it's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday where we'll vary from partly sunny to cloudy on occasion. And every now and then we'll get one of these vigorous thunderstorm clusters through with dry hours in between. Uh, we ought to be getting into the 80s uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, a little cooler at the lakefront. If we don't get the, if these thunderstorm clusters hold out, you could shoot up into the low 90s uh, on one of those days. But I think next week we start seeing more uh, more frequent 90-degree temperatures, and looks like dew points up around 70. So that's Gulf Coast-level humidity effect if these forecasts work out. So uh, I think we've got some real summer weather coming here, Lisa. All right. 